0: everybody, welcome back for episode 137 of The Path Podcast. I'm Jason. Hey, I'm Derek. And we are so glad that you've decided to join us on The Path today. We're going to finish up discussing uh, this series that we've been over the month of February called Family Matters here at the church. But before we get into that... I'd love to stop and take a moment ask you to rate our podcast, to comment on our podcast, to share our podcast with others. Um, that is the way that the word gets out and more people get involved in the conversation. And so it would really help if you're listening on Apple or Google or Spotify, just take a second and rate it and then share it with somebody. That would help a lot. Um, and then also just a reminder that this is a conversation between us and you, not just between us. Although I enjoy our conversations. Uh, it's It's meant to be a conversation between all of us here, so um, we'd we'd love for you to get involved in that. So Derek, on Sunday we talked about the fact that our spouses are a gift from God, um, something that we all need to be need to hear and be reminded of. Um, but we we went in a little bit different direction than typically how um, the discussion about marriage goes. And so maybe recap it for us really quick, and then uh, let's
1: dig into some things we can hold on to this week. Sure, yeah, well. We started with, uh, you know, basically what Paul said about marriage Mm -hmm. um, in Ephesians 5, which is couched within this this idea of walking with the Lord, walking circumspectly, Mm -hmm. uh, walking in a manner worthy uh, of His calling. Um, you, You see that throughout, but immediately before this section as well. And so I think what one of the things, <clears throat> just hopefully, folks are catching on to that that hear our, our sermons and, and even this podcast will understand is how we approach, you know, preaching the word, um, understanding mm-hmm. the scriptures, is that you can't just grab any just verse, right. just right where it is, pluck it out. And say, hey, here's what this is, yeah. without considering the surrounding context. So, Paul is speaking to this group of Christians in this place called Ephesus and these surrounding areas too. I'm sure he had in mind uh, who were right in, the, right smack dab in the middle of this pagan society, mm-hmm. this um, um, sex saturated society um even the goddesses that they worshiped uh, were just down the road and uh <clears throat> there were prostitutes that would you yeah. know essentially facilitate sexual favors and all this kind of just lewd behavior yeah, right and what god did through paul's witness and through others is that the gospel was preached in these towns in these various cities these uh, um um uh, throughout the world at the time, and they preached the gospel, people would be saved mm-hmm. out of this context, but remained in the context. Mm-hmm. And so we'll get this in the last point, but but ultimately our our families and our marriages <clears throat> there's not much different today. You know? Right. Uh I guess is what I'm getting at. Uh Paul is speaking to a group of Christians that we're facing a lot of the things that we seem to be facing more and more sure. now. <clears throat> and Paul's just saying, hey, stay, stay in there. Stay the course. Walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Be aware of your surroundings. Um, stay in line with what, what the Lord wants and what Scripture wants. And um, I think that's, you know, what's vitally important for us as we think about you know families being a gift of god and and all these things is that we we have um god has done this intentionally for us mm-hmm. sadly the divorce rate <clears throat> among christians from a lot of the statistics that we can see mirrors the rest of the world you know yeah. so like what was intended to be this beacon of light for the Sin sick world that we live in just looks like the rest of the world in yeah. some cases, yeah. uh, and so the admonition from Paul and and they were dealing with it as well. That's why he mentioned right. it. it's not you know anything new, um, but that we are as we are dealing with those kind of things as well. <clears throat> so all that to say is that our marriages are meant to be the kind of marriages that I the terminology I tried to kind of give some color to was marriages that shake the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So if that's the case, how does that happen? Well, Paul just pulls it out. He he helps (laughs) us see it. We we just got to look at the text. Um, We read the text, and we jumped in where a lot of people jump in, particularly when they want to address uh, the wife's, of the relationship Mm -hmm. so we jumped right into verse 22 and it says wives submit to your husbands as to the lord and because the husband is the head of the wife as christ is the head of the church he's the savior of the body and so what people do is they pull those two verses out Mm -hmm. and they do exactly what we said you can't do but that's where we started Mm -hmm. but those verses live within the immediate the immediate context of some other verses yeah like verse eighteen that says, uh, "Be not drunk with wine, but be um, filled with the Holy Spirit." So, <clears throat> and then he 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 says to the surrounding folks in verse twenty one, submitting to one another mm-hmm. in the fear of Christ. So, we want to just jump in and say, Oh, wives, you're supposed to submit. When Paul is saying, No, you got to, everybody's submitting. Yeah. Everybody's submitting here. Everybody's submitting because of Christ. So, what we see are two very important things that kind of couch the rest of the conversation. <clears throat> Number one, Jesus is our example. Yeah. For any of the things that we should do in marriage, uh, like a husband and how they should love their wives. And a wife, how she should love her husband, is is exemplified or it's it's exemplified mm-hmm. in how Jesus, uh, <clears throat> who he is and his relationship to the church or to us, his body, or his relationship to the Father. Yeah. And so Jesus is our example. So in submission, Jesus is our example of his submitting to the Father. Both, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Co-equal mm-hmm. uh, persons of the Trinity, but there's this submission built in that He exemplified. He exuded while on earth, and so that's the that is the example of submission. Um, husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church, mm-hmm. and He was willing to die for them. Right, yeah. and so the example for 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 loving our wives is. We ought to be willing to die for them. We mm-hmm. ought to be willing to lay it all down. It's a sacrificial love. Yeah. And this that kind of love <clears throat> that is able to be lovingly submitted to. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that in, his, in just a moment. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Jesus is our example. That's you gotta get that before you can kind of get into the rest of the stuff at right. all. The second thing we saw in verse 18 is be filled with the Holy Spirit. This the Holy Spirit empowers us to do these things. hmm if we are not filled with the Spirit, we cannot accomplish these things that Paul's about to tell us. Right. We cannot submit as to the fear, you know, uh, in the fear of Christ, as he said in verse twenty-one. Yeah. If we are not first filled with the Holy Spirit, that word <clears throat> "filled" there means controlled. He, in fact, gives this vivid example of a substance, and it's really not about drinking wine necessarily or being drunk with wine. It's it's an example. Yeah that example is he says don't be drunk with wine that leads to reckless living because what he's saying is that being drunk with wine controls you and leads to a certain way of living right he's saying rather be filled don't be filled with that be filled or be controlled by god be controlled by the spirit of god which leads to righteousness which Mm -hmm. leads to righteous living and that righteous living looks like submission right yeah that's what holy spirit filled living looks like mm-hmm. looks like love and righteousness and submission to one another mm-hmm. yeah. so you got to get those two things you got to get jesus as our example you got to get that the, we're, we're empowered by the holy spirit right and then we get to how this marriage should operate paul starts with wives i start with husbands mm-hmm. not because i'm better than paul but because i think <laughs> It's inherent in the text, um, but you see that Paul's expecting husbands to be spiritual leaders in this, and what we talked about uh, <clears throat> last week <clears throat> when we read uh, chapter six, and yeah. it said, "Fathers, um, you know, lead your kids, and don't lead them to anger, but lead them in right administration of the Lord." So Paul is operating out of spiritual headship. Uh, or headship inside the marriage relationship, he's he addresses husbands in that way. So because of that, I wanted to start there. Um, yeah. I want to start there and realize and help people to see that the type of husband that can be lovingly submitted to, will, willfully submitted to by a by a wife, is the husband that's willing to lay it all down for her. Mm-hmm. And those things go hand in hand. You can't right. separate one from the other. Um, he says that you, Christ should be your model, right? Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her mm-hmm. to make her holy, cleansing, cleansing her with the washing with the water of the word. <clears throat> I, I tried to kind of describe what this love looks like. I said <clears throat> sacrificial love uh, is a Golgotha love, mm-hmm. right? Jesus died yeah. Jesus um, had thorns pressed into his head uh, he was beaten to a bloody pulp he had a spear put into his side he had he carried uh, the cross beam of mm-hmm. the cross he he, he uh, as far as he could he, he did all those things out of his love for his body for those who would be saved uh, by him who would bear his image. He died in that way Mm. for us. And Paul's saying that sacrificial love is a Golgotha love, a a Calvary love, a willingness to lay it all down. Mm -hmm. Um, I said Jesus or sacrificial love is a upper room love. It's Jesus on the floor washing his disciples feet, taking on the the um, the position, the lowest position in the uh, the uh, caste system, system of um, Israel, if you will. And he got on the floor, washed his feet. Peter himself was appalled that Jesus mm-hmm. would be doing this. You can't wash me, Jesus. And Jesus was like, well, I don't wash you. You don't have a part of me. Mm-hmm. So it's serving. Jesus served even Judas in that moment and washed his feet in yeah. that moment. So um, even when... Our spouses may not deserve our service. Mm-hmm. It's that type of love, it's upper room love. And then mm-hmm. I said it's Jesus's uh, sacrificial love or sacrificial love in, in a marriage from a husband to a wife is a sanctifying love. And that's what this passage is saying. Mm-hmm. It says that you know Jesus basically sanctifies his bride and the husband loving his wife in a way is mm-hmm. leading her and his family to greater Christ-likeness. Yeah. Through His sacrificial love, service love, and mm-hmm. sanctifying yeah. love, so, anything you want to add to that? I know you, we mentioned that before we kind of got into the podcast. Um, you mentioned this particular point a little bit. Anything you want to say? to Yeah, to that?
0: yeah. I think that I think so often, um, especially in American culture, we we get we get these things reversed that we mm-hmm. think. Well, if my wife would just submit to me, then I could serve her and love her like like Christ um, loved the church, and um, and I think that this is not um, <laughs> just because of the way that Paul wrote it. It's not like this is not ordered necessarily in that cause and effect type thing. Like verse twenty two must happen in order for verse twenty five to happen. That's not that's uh-huh. not the it's not chronological as what we're right. looking for. Um, and I think that. It all it all must be tied back to verse twenty one. That that it's not like it's not like uh, Paul is singling out wives to say that they're they're submitting to everyone and everybody else is just lording mm. over them. Absolutely not. We're all submitting to one another, and it's almost like Paul. Paul says, you know we're we're all submitting to one another because if we're filled with the spirit, here's an example of that here's how mm-hmm. that plays itself out in a marriage um there there's other examples that Paul could have used, but um and and other examples that he does use later like uh, later in verse six he talks about servants and their masters and or in chapter six sorry um and so I think that it just remembering that. Nobody, nobody is getting out of or skipping over having to submit. Mm-hmm. That it's we are all submitting to Christ because I think to your point, we are following Christ's example that He was submissive. And so, mm-hmm. if we want to be like Christ, we've got to be submissive. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no part of that where where you get to skip around the submission part. Uh, we we've got to be submissive to to Christ, just like He is to the Father. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So then we talked about. Um, And, and in my mind, the Paul was not chronological. I'm trying to be sure. that saying. Number one, Jesus is our example. Yeah. Number two, Holy Spirit's empowering us. Mm-hmm. We're we're being filled with the Spirit. We're submitting to Christ, submitting to the Holy Spirit's control over our lives. Mm-hmm. And then husbands are lovingly leading and guiding, sacrificially loving yeah. uh, their wives, their families. And then, wives submit to your husband. What's that word? Submit it means to lovingly give yourself over. Mm-hmm. It's a willful. It's not a forced right uh, submission. It's not a coerced uh, submission. Mm-hmm. It is a. My husband is following Christ. My husband is loving me. My husband is spirit filled, and I'm 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 giving myself over to him because I love him. Yeah. We read a. I read a quote. Um, I don't have it right in front of me. Um, I think it was John Stott. I'm pretty sure. Um, but he basically points out that it's just another aspect of love. Yeah. S- uh, lovingly giving yourself over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, submitting. It. You know, when you love someone, you give yourself to them. Yeah. You know, and it's showing that it's it's this. Almost well, really not almost, but this reciprocating mm-hmm. kind of love that that should be happening.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then when, and I said a wife can lovingly give herself over to the proper type of husband. I'm just trying to couch all that to say that husband needs to be the guy that God has called him to be. Yeah, and if he's not, then it's not biblical, right, for him to expect submission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This also says give. Submit to your husband. It doesn't say submit to all men. Right. It just says submit to your husband. Mm-hmm. Um, but your husband, who's lovingly leading you, right? Your right. husband, who's lovingly sacrificing himself for you, uh, giving, willing to give himself. But then that wife is also Jesus is the example. The Holy Spirit is filling her, mm-hmm. and that's how we're able to do this. This is really countercultural. Yeah, uh, women had a pretty high. Level of, of social status in Ephesus in a lot of ways because the goddesses they worshipped were female, yeah. female. Um, the 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 priests of the temples of like Artemis and some of these other goddesses, mm-hmm. they they were females, you know. Now all that was it was uh, very lewd mm-hmm. and sex saturated, as I've said, but it, you know in a in a way, Paul's establishing, you know, God's order, but this countercultural kind of mentality. Yeah. Um and we'll see in that that last point why. Right. right. Anything before we get there, anything you want to say yeah. about that idea of submission couch and all yeah, those things? I I think it would be
0: it would we would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge the fact that there's a lot of baggage here, just Mm -hmm. culturally speaking. Um, There are people who could be listening to this right now that I'm sure struggle with, well, you know, maybe there's a wife that says, well, my wife, my my husband is not filled with the Spirit or he doesn't display that. It makes it really hard for me to want to submit to him. Or you have a, maybe there's a husband listening who's saying, my wife just won't submit to me, (laughs) you know? And um, there, and I, I think that we need to acknowledge the fact that this is not a perfect system because it's marred by sin, that marriage feels the effects of sin. However, that doesn't negate what Paul is teaching here. It's no, it sh- doesn't mean that we shouldn't continue to strive for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, but I think it's, if we're let's just be honest about the fact that this is hard. This is not just like, yeah, let's just go do this this week, you know? Mm-hmm. It's hard because... A husband and a wife are, you know, if if they're following after Christ and being filled with the Spirit, that's wonderful. But they are also two sinners uh-huh. that are living together that are still trying to overcome the brokenness of sin. Um, and so it's it's not always going to be rainbows and puppy dogs uh-huh. all the time. Uh-huh. There's going to be friction. There's going to be sparks at times. And there's it's going to be difficult. But it's so worth it. It's uh-huh. so worth it uh-huh. in the end. And I think that that kind of leads into that final point that the reason why we should work and strive for this, and it's going to take work. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's not. This doesn't just happen. It it takes work, and it's it's hard at times mm-hmm. to to submit to one another. Um,
1: but it's it's something that's ultimately worth it. Yeah, uh, I think this is where the day, the very day before we had this marriage morning yeah. thing, and we had um, speakers come in. Um, uh, particularly, Susie Jordan, who uh, works with WinShape and uh, focuses on family, um, and that those those kind of things, she's counselor through there. And she came in and shared these tools with us, and one was just helping us to see that like your relationship with God has to be addressed yeah. first. Your yeah. heart with the Lord needs to be addressed first before you come and try to you know have this. Uh, knock down, drag out. Right. You know, of of hey, we got to get something right here, you know. And mm-hmm. it just it to me reiterates what Paul is saying here. Yeah, it's that Jesus is our example. The Holy Spirit's where we got to go first, mm-hmm. and then when we do, then we can have this loving relationship. But our relationship to the Lord is primary, right? You know, our submission to the Lord is primary in our marriages, mm-hmm. so that we can come empowered to this earthly relationship. yeah, yeah. and that is certainly true. In its finest, in its most uh, core form, in a marriage, mm-hmm. it's the same type of thing we ought to have yeah. with one or, with one another too. Is Absolutely. to have our relationship with the Lord intact, and then go and and live out the one anothers that Paul and others really share with yeah, us. for know? sure. Well, here's the reason that these relationships matter um particularly this marriage relationship is because Paul continues and helps us see that the relationship we have with our spouses a husband and a wife mirrors or it's it's not mirroring it's it's mirroring it, it's reflecting mm-hmm. um the relationship that Christ has with his bride with yeah. his church uh he even Paul says it's a mystery uh profound but I'm talking about Christ in the church, and he he's saying that our marriages are meant to amplify Jesus to the world. Mm-hmm. It is countercultural yeah. because the the world needs to see Jesus in our marriages. Yeah. That's why it's concerning that Christian marriages seem right. to to you know parallel the rest of the world we don't look any different you know if we're not careful so we need to do all these things you know jesus is our example we're empowered by the holy spirit we're sacrificially loving we're willingly giving ourselves up um uh, giving ourselves over to in love to one another because that relationship in this paul says it's a mystery yeah shows the world who jesus is and Mm -hmm. his love um and his love for us, um, his body. Uh so our our, our marriages are have a missionary task to them, yeah. if you will. So that the world can see what it's like to be um sacrificing themselves in love yeah and giving himself over to someone. That does love them and care for them and guide them. Yeah. You know,
0: yeah, yeah. It's true. It's it's um. That, that's what I want for for mine and Kim's marriage. I want I want our marriage to shine the gospel to the, to the mm-hmm. world. Um, that doesn't mean it's perfect. It Doesn't mean that everything is always you know wonderful and hunky dory. But um, but I want the overarching theme of our marriage. Just like I would hope that anybody would want their marriage to mm-hmm. be a mirror that reflects Christ to the yes. world and yeah. uh, and it's uh, it takes work and it's and it's hard but it is so worth it mm-hmm. it's so worth it so.
1: yeah and that's where my terminology of, of uh, you know marriages that shake the world yeah mm-hmm. because man let's just face it this world doesn't know what that is like, right faith being faithful being sacrificially loving mm-hmm. being willing to die for someone. The world doesn't do that, you know. We're right. we live in a world that's full filled with malice and um, selfishness, getting yeah, yeah getting uh, back at each other. Mm-hmm. It's not filled with this kind of uh, verse twenty one, submitting to one another, yeah. out, of, you know, out of fear for Christ, yeah, um, so. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's good stuff. Yeah. Well, here's where we turn it over to you. What questions do you have? What thoughts have you had? What, as you think back over this entire series that we've gone through, family matters. What what has God been teaching you about um, how we're to interact with our children, how we're to interact with um, our spouses, how we interact with our parents, and um, how we're to interact with our with our children and it's um it's something that that takes work but we're here to help you with that work um but you can email us at the path at life, or comment right on this youtube video and we'd love to start that conversation part of our job as pastors is to resource you to be able to live this out and we'd love to be able to do that and we'd like to know specifically how we can um so next week we're going to have um, kind of a special episode is we're going to sort of look at where God is leading us uh, over the next year uh, when it comes to sermon series. Really excited to share some things with you about that. Um, but until then, I am Jason. I'm Derek. We hope that you will join us as we continue down the path.